Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Last night I saw a lunar eclipse in the sky. Then something happened in my mind's eye. I saw you in a whole different light. Clear. Selfish like that. I want you to stay right here with me for the next hour. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, a.k.a. Radio Red, all curly and red and raring to go. Would you believe it is March 18, 2013? I know you believe that, but would you believe it's been snowing here on Long Island for the past two hours? Duh. They promised us the last snowstorm was Saturday. They lied again. What can I tell you? I want Al Roker's job. But in the meantime, I'm here to bring you three very interesting people, interesting guests, a lot smarter than I am about things I'm going to learn about with you. My show is called Read My Lips, and that means you're going to have to listen really carefully. But if you go to my website, you will see what my guests looks like. look like. You can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Bonnie D. Graham, B-O-N-N-I-E, the letter D-G-R-A-H-A-M, all together, no punctuation, and bring up today's show, and you'll see my guests. We're going to be speaking with Charlie Epstein. He's America's 401k coach, and he's going to talk to us about a fictitious, but probably not, a couple named Linda and Jerry. We're going to talk about their balance sheet, how they figured out how to become a paycheck manufacturing company, PCM, for life. It's not that hard, Charlie says, to figure out how everybody could have a paycheck for life. He'll talk a little bit about how he can challenge Susie Orman, Uh uh-huh, we know who she is. And do you really want to be a millionaire? Well, it's way too late for me when I bring Charlie on. I'll have to confess that to him. But learn what a 20-, 30-, and 40-year-old can do to have a million dollars at retirement. may not be enough, but it's a damn good start. Second half of the show, we're going to turn to sisters, Barbara Agerton, who's a CPA, and Deborah Baccarella, who is a real estate broker. We're going to be speaking to these ladies, and by the way, their partner, Kathy Lewis, couldn't make it today, but we'll be, we'll be talking about, oh, ladies and gentlemen, get your minds out of the gutter when I tell you we're going to be talking about seven F words. I didn't say the seven words you can't say on TV. I said seven F words, and these happen to be really, really good ones. We're going to be talking about how to achieve a balanced life. It may be simpler than you think, and something I have in common with Barbara, Deborah, and Kathy is that seven's my favorite number, not just lucky, but favorite. And they say, why ten? What about seven? We will explain when we bring them on. Let me first do a couple of background things here before we get started. Well, you know I'm going to tell you about the celebrity birthdays. Let's see, we've got Queen Latifah, happy birthday, born in 1970. Bonnie Blair, my namesake, not quite, is a speed skater. Vanessa Williams born today. Irene Cara, uh fame, I'm not going to sing it, don't worry. Leslie Parrish, the actress born way long ago. Wilson Pickett born today. Who else have we got? Charlie Pride, what a day. John Updike, George Plimpton, Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov. How about Grover Cleveland, our 24th and 22nd president? And John Calhoun, a U.S. vice president. And guess what? We were discovered back in 1452, the saying goes, by Amerigo Vespucci, the navigator, also born today. What? That's a lot of cakes and a lot of candles. My shout-outs to my Lorna, my Dune, my Kaylee, my Big Kahuna, my artist, my dancer, my violinist, and, of course, Dr. Pepper. And a shout-out to the beautiful Laura in Queens, New York. Good luck with everything, and I hope Nicole's ankle is feeling much better. Didn't see any movies this week, but maybe this coming week. So, without further ado, I'd like to welcome my first guest, Charlie Epstein. And Charlie told me that if I pronounce it as Epstein, nobody will get it. So, for today, he's Charlie Epstein, the 401k coach. Hi, Charlie. How are you? I'm great, Bonnie. How are you? You know, it's always good to be an Epstein. Ever welcome back, Kata? Remember yes. the TV show, Mr. Yes. Kata? <laughs> right, Horshack? 
Yes. Juan Epstein. Juan Epstein. Oh, well, I've just dated myself, haven't I? <laughs> I've been known to do that. Vinnie Barbarino. <laughs> yes, yes. All I didn't know we were going to be doing a cottage show. Welcome oh, back. Know. Welcome back, Come Charlie. Welcome Epstein. back. Welcome back so, to your paycheck for life. That's what listen, we're Listen, I have about. a question. When did you go from being Charles to Charlie? I mean, I don't know you that well, so may I call you Charlie? Well, I think so. Now that we've uh, now that we're in on radio bed together. <laughs> oh my God! Be still my heart. Listen, you wrote a very interesting book, very nice book, by the way. And Thank I say you. nice because I like the cover and I like the way it feels and looks. I'm into books because I like books, Charlie. I have shelves and shelves and shelves of my radio show, but some of my favorites, and I, I like the way you've done this. The book is Paychecks for Life: How to Turn Your 401k into a Paycheck Manufacturing Company. Now that's got a lot of important words to me, Charlie. Paycheck well, who doesn't love one? Manufacturing says something's going on and maybe it's automated and it's automatic and it's going to keep happening. And company says to me it's a business. So why don't you break it down? And it's it's for life. And it's for life. I like all of that. Now, where should we start? You want to give us a little bit of your background. How did you get to be America's 401k coach? Let's start there. Well, I started 32 years. You know, when I I came into the financial services industry 32 years ago, and I like to tell people, I really, when I got out of college, I, I was an economics major who lived in the theater. Imagine okay. that. <laughs> so I really only had two choices when I graduated through two years ago. I could move to New York City uh, with all my acting friends and be a, a starving actor and have no money. Mm-hmm. Or I could move back to the booming metropolis of Springfield, Mass., where I come from, go into the financial services, really the insurance industry, have no friends, and still make no money. Okay. But I'm bummed. But... I gravitated towards this industry, and we began to build out a financial services business. We began to work with individuals. We began to work with businesses. And I started to look at the 401K plans back in the 1980s when they first started. Well, today it's America's Mm -hmm. savings plan. And I realized that people were just confused. More and more, people are confused by this thing called a 401K. What is it? How so do why don't we level set? Why don't you tell us in its very simplest form? Let's let, we have no idea of the age range of our listening audience, Charlie right. Epstein. So why don't you just pretend somebody just crawled out from under a rock and said four oh one? What? Where well, does the parentheses go? What does the K look like? Why is it a four oh one K? Just level set and give us the definition well, the, to, for for today. Here's, here's here's some history. Prior to the nineteen eighties, nobody could contribute to their own retirement plan except for the employer you worked for. Okay. And a change happened in the code back in the early 80s. And nobody, I don't even think the government realized, they put in this section of the code called 401 parentheses K. Mm-hmm. And an individual by the name of Ted Benna, who was a pension analyst, read the code and said, hmm. he had a client who was a bank who came to him and said, what kind of benefit could we add that would help our employees save money? Ted said, you know, I think you could put employee money in your plan on a pre-tax basis. Nobody had ever done that before. Really? And what what year, Charlie, what year was this again? 1981. Okay. So we've got a couple years on there, a couple decades. Yeah, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. All right. And so, lo and behold, that's pretty much the genesis of the 401k plan allowing employees to contribute money to a company-sponsored retirement plan pre-tax and now, by the way, you can do it post-tax, and maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. But here's okay. the thing mm-hmm. that I always start with, Bonnie, which is what is Webster's definition of retirement? I don't know. It's it's not having to work anymore. We're not, not working for a living, not having a paycheck. It's actually to put out a use. Oh, real? That's true. That's true. That's Isn't true. that amazing? You retire a car, you retire. You're right. You're absolutely right. right. And so here's what's That's ironic to me. Charlie. That's it is depressing. You know, the financial services in- industry spends billions and billions of dollars a year trying to put everybody out of use, right? And I mm-hmm. thought, mm, that doesn't make any sense. So we've coined a phrase, and it's in our book, Paychecks for Life, called desirement planning. Okay. Or desirement. Because what I really believe is you and me and everybody else who's working is really working someday to afford to do all the things they can't do today, all the things they desire to do someday. Of course. So really, for me, what it's all about is how much of a paycheck are you going to need to do all the things you want to do someday 
whether it's at age 60, 62, 65, or 70. Mm-hmm. And in my book, I talk about what I call the Paycheck for Life Inverted Pyramid, which is basically one day your paychecks are going to run out. That's right. You know, if you're 25 and you get paid every week, 52 weeks, for the next 40 years and you're planning to retire at 65, you've only got 2,080 paychecks. If you're 45, you've only got 1,040 paychecks. If you're 55, you only have 520 paychecks. And if you're 65... Bingo. Bingo. Now, I, I do want to do a, a, a question about correcting that age 65. How many people today who have jobs that are paying them well, who still have their all their faculties, we used to call it faculties about them, Charlie, how many That's people a- are really retiring at 65? Because I know I have no intention of retiring at 65, yeah. and I won't tell you how close that is. So for me, this is this is off by several years. But what's the reality Well, I think that? I think the misnomer, well, first of all, I mean, look at the, the Rolling Stones. They're not planning to retire. There you go. Right? I mean, you yep. know, look at uh, Paul McCartney. He's not planning to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people today want retirement. I don't think it means stopping working. It's having the financial wherewithal, having enough money to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, the way you want to do it, okay. and not have to work for a paycheck. Okay. That, to me, is the ultimate ability to reach your you know, retirement age. Will you stop working? No. Will I stop working? No. No. For many people, though, there's still the old retirement model, which is, you know, I get to 65 and then that's it. I'm done. I start collecting my Social Security, if it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Another big question that we that bring up. That is a big question, yes. You know, I call Social Security everybody's annual eviction notice. And you have a cartoon here on page three of your book where the train is going across the trestle, and the trestle is called Social Security, and the tracks stop midair, and the engineer is saying, what do you mean we ran out of money? Hello? Exactly. Yes, that's a... Exactly. A, a, I mean, we all know down in Congress right now there's a fiscal cliff and a fiscal crisis, and everybody's really worried about will Social Security be there for them. Mm-hmm. I, I believe Social Security will there'll always be some sort of safety net for a certain group of people in America. Who are those groups? Can you give us a comfort level here? Or not? Well, I think you can see where the politicians are going now in terms of those that make 250000 or more should be taxed at a different level than those that make $250,000 or less. Mm-hmm. I personally believe that if somebody has saved enough money or invested and profited from the American tax system, a.k.a. Warren Buffett would agree with this, they don't need Social Security. I even say, mm. you know what, don't tax me anymore. Just don't give me my Social Security. I'll give it to somebody else. Right. So there will always be something for people earning under a certain income level. Will it be under 250 Will it be under 150 Will it be under 100 There will be something there for the people that need it. But okay. that still won't be enough. That's the problem. No. That's why I wrote the book. I wrote the Not book. Not even because- close. Not even close enough. Anybody who gets those annual, what do we get, annual or semi-annual from the Social Security Administration? You don't even get them anymore. Oh, I thought I got one a couple months ago, and it said, if you retire at age X or Y or Z, this is what you can count on for your monthly or your annual. At 66 or 70, you'll have a certain number. But maybe that'll be 20% of what you need or 30% or 15%. It depends. Just a fraction. So the key now is how do you or an employee – there's 82 million people participating in 401k plans today. Your listeners. Really? 82 mm-hmm. million. And typically, I'll ask the business owner, what's their retirement plan? And you know what they'll tell me? Mm-mm. They'll say, Charlie, you're sitting in it. Someday I want to sell this company and get okay. enough money to sail off into the sunset. Okay, so their their retirement plan is the equity they have in their company, which may right. or may not be realistic because if the company is devalued or they go out of business or the industry changes, they may have squat by the time they're ready to sell or retire. Correct? Right, right. No but way. I sat back and I said, well, what about the average? What about all the employees that work for that employer? They don't have mm-hmm. anything they can sell, or at least they think that way. That's right. So what I want America and your listeners to understand is, you know what? They are the entrepreneur of their 401k plan. And if they acted like a business owner and applied the same success formula that an entrepreneur does to build and grow their business, then they can turn their 401k into that paycheck manufacturing company and liquidate it someday, accumulate enough money to generate that paycheck for life. 
And that's Naturally. what our nine principles are all now, about. Now, I want to talk about your nine principles, but I have a question, two questions for you. Is it too mm-hmm. late for somebody like me who's 60-plus to do something like this? It's never too late to save taxes and save money. Okay. That's number never one. Number, number two. Especially before, since you said you're going to work yes. probably until yep. your 70s, right? At least, at least, yeah, because I love yeah. what I do, not because I have to, because I, I couldn't imagine not doing what I do. The other right. question is, if a 401k is a company-owned or company-sponsored plans, and that business owner you just mentioned may run the company into the ground or not run it well or sell it, how secure is the money in the 401k? Great question. Thank you. So a 401k plan is like an offshore island. I like it's not that an asset. It's not an asset of the company. Okay. So if your employer ran the company into the ground and went belly up, the 401k assets are actually trustee, they're held custodianed by a separate financial entity who's a custodian of that money and it's completely protected. Good. Good. That's all good news. Perfect. It is. So it is. what would you like to do? I want to give you a time check here. We have 15 minutes until we bring the ladies on for their segment. So how can we best use this time for you to talk about your the, the wonderful nuggets of wisdom in your book, Charlie Epstein? So here's what I think would be best for your listeners, which is they can go to our website, which is www.paychecksforlife.org. Mm-hmm. I'm there and right on, now. On the website, they'll see a little video clip, which they should absolutely play. It's called the Paychecks for Life system. Okay. And then in the bottom right corner, there's something called the Desirement Mortgage Number Calculator. So I think the mistake everybody makes. So right now, Bonnie, the market is booming, and everybody's feeling pretty good about their 401K. They're feeling, everybody's feeling good about their investments. In 2008, the press was claiming the 401k is dead, it's now the 201k, because the market dropped 40%. Today, the market is at an all-time high, and suddenly, everybody thinks the 401k is the best thing possible. What changed? Nothing. The 401k never was broken. The market goes up and down. How people invest their money is critical. The big mistake that people make is not calculating what their number is, how much money they need to save. So here's the concept. Most people, when they buy a house, what do they do? Do you own a house? I own a co-op apartment, not a house. Okay, similar, co-op, apartment, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. When you went and bought the co-op, did you pay cash or did you take out a mortgage? I took a mortgage. Exactly. So on average, people usually take a mortgage for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And you have a fixed rate of interest. Today, interest rates are low, 3 or 4%. That's right. And you make that mortgage payment in good times and bad, right? Correct. Because you want the co-op paid off one day. That's right. The problem is you can't eat the co-op when you retire. It won't generate a paycheck for life. But people need a place to live. So I say when people are making that mortgage payment to have their house paid off, they also need to create a mortgage payment to pay for all the things they desire to do someday. Mm-hmm. And that's why I call it your desirement mortgage. I like that. And we have a little calculator on the website. Take people five minutes. And I travel around the country. And when I'm stuck in airports, I pull out my iPad. And I pull up the calculator. And I turn to somebody like you, Bonnie. And I say, you know, let me take you through this calculator. It's very simple. We plug in your age. We t- plug in your desirement age. We plug in your income. And we make some assumptions about when you reach 65, 66, 70, whenever you're going to retire, do you want to replace 70, 80, or 90% of your current income with inflation? And your number pops up. Mm-hmm. Immediately people say, oh, my God, that's a big number. Mm. Or not. Well, when you bought your house, did you make a down payment? Yes. Right. So I always say to an employee can you make a down payment on your desirement number? Mm-hmm. You usually think and say, well, I don't know. Well, isn't Social Security a down payment? Because the government is going to help fund part of that number. Okay. So, so if we plug the Social Security amount that someone's going to get when they retire, suddenly their number drops. Right, and it's not and quite then, so frightening anymore. Yeah, and then people usually have some money saved in their 401K, an old IRA, TSAs, Average is about forty-two to seventy-two thousand. We plug that number in, 
And what happens is people have a number that now is a little bit more palatable. And when you go to our calculator and calculate what that monthly amount you need to say, that mortgage payment, here's what I found out that was incredible. It's almost the same as somebody's home mortgage payment. Really? It's almost identical. Okay. So it's in the case, if you have a good rate and you have a decent equity in your home, then it's not going to be too frightening. Is that the bottom line? That's the bottom line. Now, one of our principles in the book is OPM, other people's money. Mm-hmm. How do you so use that? So if you're, if you're an entrepreneur of this 401k business or you're an entrepreneur of a business, principle number three, you want to use other people's money to capitalize your business. So who are other people that can help pay your desirement mortgage? Okay. Who are they? Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. Because when you put money into the 401k, if you put it in pre-tax, you're going to save 20, 30, or 40 percent, depending upon your tax bracket. Right. Which means Uncle Sam is paying that 20, 30, or 40 percent today for you. Okay. And then your employer, they want to invest in your paycheck manufacturing company. You might have a match. It might be 50 cents on the dollar up to 5 or 6 percent, or dollar for dollar up to 4. And what we found in talking with employees all over the country is whatever their mortgage payment is, 700 a month, 1000 1200 30 or 40% of that payment is going to be made by Uncle Sam and your employer. Okay. That's a good healthy so percent. It is. And now suddenly people say, my gosh, I think I can save enough money to have this paycheck for life. Now, and the desire- tell yep. me, Charlie, are there any legal, I'm just playing dumb here, are there any legal caps on what you can put into your 401k on a, a monthly or an annualized basis? How, what, what's the, the top you can put in? Let's say you, you miraculously have an extra $10,000 sitting around somewhere and you have nothing else planned with it for, for, for the next couple of years. Can you pop that into your 401k to be invested or not? No, nope, it has to be payroll deducted, but you can put 100% of your paycheck into the 401k up to... $17,500 if you're under age 50. And if you're over age 50, another 5500 So theoretically, someone could put $23,000 a year invested into their 401k. Okay. Repeat that again. What are those limits based on age? Again, I want everybody to hear that, Charlie. Yep. You can put 100% of your paycheck into your 401k up to $17,500 a year. And if you're over age 50, the government has something called a catch-up feature, which mm-hmm. gives you the opportunity to put in extra money, and that's another $5,500. So combined, that's $23,000 a year that someone can invest into their 401k, a.k.a. their paycheck manufacturing company. Now, let's Huge. talk about the, the instruments that are making money that are that are helping you manufacture that paycheck and grow it behind the scenes. Who controls what the investment instruments are in that 401k, Charlie Epstein? Tip, typically, 90% of most 401k plans across the country are self-directed, which means the employee gets to decide how to invest their money and the company's money. The employer, who sets up the 401k plan, We'll pick what investment options are available, but there's typically a wide range of investment options. And the key is for the individual to figure out just how much risk they want to avoid, not take. That's the mistake most people make. Mm-hmm. And the key, to go back to my desirement mortgage calculator, yes. I have something I call greeds-based rate of return and needs-based rate of return. What's the difference? <laughs> I like that. I like well, most people, most people, let's go back to your co-op. Would you mm-hmm. ever take your co-op to a casino and bet it on red number seven? I know you're going to be talking about the number seven shortly. Oh, you're such a good when listener. The Hell no. On, right? Hell no. And red and right. seven sound good. Hell no. Right. So you don't want to gamble with your house. Correct. But the majority of your listeners in America workers are treating their 401k, I say, like a casino. Why? They don't know enough about investing, and they're picking investments like they play the roulette table. Hmm. They take too much risk. When I ask employees, how much money do you think you do could earn on your money in your 401k? People will say 10%, 20%, 30%. It's crazy. That's their greeds-based rate of return. I want to earn as much as I can. Then I ask an employee, what's your needs-based rate of return? And what do you think they say? I don't know. What is that? (laughs) 
Substack is needs-based. I understand greed's-based. So ready for this? This is the most important Mm -hmm. thing I'm going to say to your listeners today. Hit me. Go ahead. All right. It is more important to calculate your needs-based rate of return. What do you, Bonnie, or anybody listening need to earn on your money year in and year out with the least amount of risk to guarantee you'll have a paycheck for life? And you know what the number is? What? Four to six percent. That's it? I don't care how old you are. That's it? And by the way, it's almost identical to your mortgage interest rate. Yeah. That's it. Really? Yep. Now, this this is predicated on starting when? Yesterday. Re- and, and regardless of age? Well, if you start today mm-hmm. at 60, you did say that. I vaguely said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to remind anybody listening, this, although this will stay on the air now for infinity, right? Infinity. That's true. I'll always be 60. <laughs> Mom, I'm going to be dialing back the clock, and yeah. so can you. Yeah. Go ahead, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, here's an interesting thing. And at the end of the credit crisis in 1980, if you looked at the 10-year return on the S&P 500, the 500 largest stocks, the index, it was minus 2%. Mm-hmm. And everybody said it's over. You know, equities are not the place to invest. Flash forward to the end of 2012, just four years later, and the average return on stocks, both U.S. and international, are seven to nine percent, depending upon the sector. Mm-hmm. What happened? Well, I mean, the average that stocks are going to earn over time are maybe seven, eight, nine percent, maybe ten on the top. So I'm talking over ten-year periods of time. So. If you had to earn more than that four to six number, you're going to take on more risk than you can afford to accumulate the money that you need. That's okay. It. Now, I know some listeners are going to say, but I want to earn more. Great. Do that with the, with your other money. But not with your 401k. Now, how does it? Now, let's before we we cap off, we got four minutes till we bring the lovely ladies on, Barbara and, yes. and her sister Deborah, Charlie. How do you get the money out of the 401k? Let's say somebody does retire at 65. What happens to the money then? Does it stop growing? Does it stay with the company? Can you leave it in there forever? How do you Great get question. it? Great question. You. you can, depending upon your company's 401k plan, leave it there if they'll let you. Mm-hmm. You can roll it out, which I recommend people do, to their own self-directed individual retirement account, IRA. Okay. Because at that point, you want to begin to, and this is principle number eight, guarantee your paychecks for life. You want to begin to look at strategies or products like annuities. Mm-hmm. Susie Orman just passed out when I said the word annuities. Okay. I love that. Can't wait to go head to head with her. I'm because sure you people will. want guarantees when they get older. Mm-hmm. And there's all that the only product that can guarantee your paycheck for life, and I use the word guarantee, is a annuity. And we don't have time to go into the details. People can read the book Principle number eight is how to guarantee that that paycheck will never run out. And that couple that you talked about in my yes. book. Linda and Jerry. Yep, Linda and Jerry were sitting in my office in the middle of the 1980s when the world was coming to an end, when we had banks on Main Street going under. Right. Flash forward to 2008, we had Wall Street banks going under. 25 years later, they're sitting in my office smiling because it didn't matter that the Dow was down 40%. We had guaranteed their paychecks for life. They were never going to run out of money. And so what you want to do is when you're ready to retire, you roll the money out of your retirement plan, you put it in a self-directed individual retirement account, and you begin to structure it to generate guaranteed paychecks for life so you can go enjoy yourself and not have to worry about what's happening in Europe or China or Main Street USA or Congress. Interesting perspective. I want to read, Charlie, with your permission. I'm just going to rattle off here quickly some of the table of contents titles so we can entice people a little more to get your book. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here we have introduction. Good morning, America. Your paychecks have stopped. And then then Charlie talks about your annual eviction notices. You'd be surprised at all the places you can get evicted from without even knowing about it. You have to read the book. That's 
on page seven. Then, as we said, you're going to meet the millionaires next door. How do they get to be millionaires? Their names are Linda and Jerry Stevens, and Charlie will walk you through how they went from OMGs, oh my gods, to wow, look what we put away. Then he'll talk about the 401k America Savings Plan, the nine principles going from act like an entrepreneur to determining your desirement mortgage. I love that. Using OPM, other people's money, harnessing the power of compound interest. That's a key. Sorry we didn't get a chance to talk about that. Using technology to save automatically. That's important. Managing risk by outsourcing. Okay. Controlling fees and expenses. Very important. Guaranteeing your paychecks for life with annuities, which Charlie just covered. And taking advantage of tax benefits with a Roth IRA. Very, very important. Uh, Charlie does a really handsome picture of you on the inside back cover flyly and the book has a really nice smooth really cool white shiny not it's actually a dull coat cover and the book is paychecks for life how to turn your 401k and by the way everyone k is a lowercase k your 401k into a paycheck manufacturing company and the author is charles d epstein but we're allowed and you to want to go to www.paychecksforlife.org there we go. We're going to say that one more time. Give it again, Charlie. www.paychecksforlife.org. And I also want to let your listeners know that if they buy a book between now and the end of March, I'm donating 50% of the sale of this book to a local nonprofit called Springfield Day Nursery here in Massachusetts. They make available preschool and nursery school to the inner city kids in the Springfield, Massachusetts area. They were hit by a tornado a year and a half ago in their main mm. office in the south end. We had a gas explosion three months ago in the north ah. end. They were oh. hit twice. Oh, this is okay. a nonprofit that really takes care of all the inner city families, kids that otherwise would be watching Bob the Builder every day. Yep. And we are donating 50% of the sale of our books to help the kids get an education for life, and we want to help you get a paycheck for life. So. Thank you, Charlie. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, your heart's in the right place, kid. I'm proud of you, and thank you for sharing thank that. Thank you for having us. Oh, wonderful. Now, you're not going anywhere, my dear. I'm mm-hmm. going to do a click of one button and a click of another button, and I'm going to warn Deborah and Barbara that they're coming on in less than 30 seconds. And Charlie Epstein and Bonnie D. Graham, a.k.a. Radio Red, are going to say welcome, Barbara and Deborah. Can you do that with me, Charlie, on the count of three? Yeah. Here we go. One, two, three. Welcome. Welcome, Barbara, Barbara and Deborah. And Deborah. Oh, that was the best I've ever done it with a guest. Thank you, yeah. Barbara and Deborah. Welcome to the Bonnie and Charlie Show. How are you, ladies? Hey, hey Bonnie and Charlie. Great. Thanks for oh, having us. They're in sync, too. This is really fun. <laughs> this is great. Our pleasure. And and we want to do a, a shout-out to Kathy, your, your third partner in crime, on what you're working on. Now, ladies, I want to know, before we start talking about the seven F words, Charlie, you can sit down. There really are ladies. Uh, we're not yeah. talking about those kind. I know, I know. Get out of the gutter, as I <laughs> said in the promo. So, uh, ladies, I want to know, first Barbara and then Deborah. any questions for Charlie? Any comments about the content? Will we discuss? Any any questions about this magic thing called the Paycheck Manufacturing Company 401k? Barbara, you first. Any comments for Charlie, please? Well, Charlie, I think what you're doing is awesome. As a CPA, um, mm. my practice here in California is all tax. And contributing to a 401k plan is one of the best things that people can do because that comes right off the top, right off the top of their income. So anything they put into that, it's their tax savings is paying for it. And when you're in a high-tax locality like we are here in California and like people in New York, Uh you know, that's – by the time you pay the federal income tax and the state income tax, that could be 40%. Ouch. That's OPM. That's (laughs) – that's the government's other, money working for you today. Other people's money. That's right. Thank mm-hmm. you, Barbara. And, Deborah. Thank any you, comments Barbara. for Charlie? Any questions before we get started with your segment? I'm afraid it's just too late for me. So <laughs> I'm one of those people that uh, doesn't have the 401K. So I need to start from scratch. Charlie, well, you can do it with an IRA. Planning. Yeah, you can do it with an IRA, but that's your desirement planning. That's right, Barbara. Okay. Well, that's, that's part of our fun, our our 
our finance S word. <laughs> that's right, and now that's a perfect segue. So, Charlie, I'm going to ask you to stick around. Don't go on mute, please, because you never know when I'm going to call on you. And I'm yep. going to start talking to the lovely Barbara Agerton and lovely sister Deborah Baccarella. So, Barbara, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? We already know you're a CPA. We already know you're in California, high high rent district there. So tell us a little bit about how you got into being a CPA, and then we're going to ask Deborah to introduce herself, and then everybody's waiting. We've got to talk about the seven F words. So, Barbara, you first, please. Who are you? Who am I? Well, I am the youngest of eight children. Mm. And, uh, yes, we're from Kentucky. And my parents were entrepreneurs. All of my brothers and sisters were entrepreneurs. My grandparents were entrepreneurs. So I grew up with a love of small business. And uh, so I decided that becoming a CPA fit in with that very nicely. And uh, that's the way I've started out. Now I own a tax planning uh, office in California. Very nice. I like I like the story. The uh, Kentucky to California, youngest of eight. That's a pretty big family. A lot of mouths to feed. And let's talk to your sister Deborah Baccarella. Deborah, tell us a little bit about you. Where do you fall into that spectrum of eight kids? I'm number seven. So it's it's <laughs> that apropos fit, right? that we came up with the seven <laughs> F words. I think so. I think and so. I'm, I'm a realtor that. in sunny yeah. South Florida. So, anytime your listeners are t- ready to get out of the snow, they can give me a call and I can help them find their dream home in Florida. Well, that's good to know. Where in Florida are you? Give us a locale other than South. Where? The southeast coast. So, I'm in Boca Raton, which oh. is halfway between West Palm Beach and Fort Lauderdale. I know it. About well. an hour or so north of Miami. Yep. My my uh, mom Absolutely Ruth, who is an avid beautiful. listener, is in Boca. She's a snowbird, and she's there right now, probably listening from her beautiful place at Boca Lago. So you and you and Ruth are neighbors. Good. There you there you go. Absolutely. So <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. I keep calling you ladies because, for God's sake, seven F words. How could you? So whose idea was it? To, first of all, I love the idea of number seven. As Charlie said, I'm ever going to spin seven red on the roulette wheel. Probably not with my main, with my uh, my co-op here, with my ho- housing, with my home and all my equity. However, seven is a lucky number for me because I was born on October 7th. We'll leave the year out of it, Charlie. Don't even try to figure it out. But the bottom line is, uh, Barbara, why don't we go first with you? Seven F words. Who came up with this? Whose idea was it? It's cute. It's catchy. And we're going to get into the clean part of the seven F words. But why did you come up with that? Tell us about the significance of seven, please. Well, I'm going to have to defer that to Deborah because okay. it definitely was her idea, and we'll let her tell us how she came up with that. Okay, Deborah, well, you're on. Essentially, it started out that, uh, you know, being a realtor down here in Florida over the last few years, I went through the financial tsunami that a lot of people went through um, after Hurricane Wilma and just the economy in general. And then one of my customers one day asked me when the last time I had fun was, and I burst into tears. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. So I went home that evening, um, <laughs> went to sleep, you know, very depressed, but woke up. I had a dream. It was divine inspiration. Woke up, you know, jotted all this stuff down on a notepad, and then did what any self-respecting writer would do. I put the notepad away into a file for someday uh, as a book <laughs> idea yes. and then continued to work for another couple of years. Okay. And then my um, co-author, Kathy Lewis, and I were going to write a book on real estate. And we got together to discuss our book ideas, and I brought along my file folder that had the book ideas in it. And when I pulled out the seven F words, Kathy said, that's it. Forget about the real estate book. We're doing the seven F words. Well, you know what? You've just covered an awful lot of topics there, topics we love here on Read My Lips, Deborah, because most of my guests, as you and Barbara and Charlie know, are are self produced authors, if you will, new authors who had a great idea somewhere along the line. And sometimes you start out with an idea that's not at all what you end up doing. And I love the creative aspect of how you morphed from a real estate book into the seven F words because of a real human need. And and we may be talking about different aspects of money with Charlie and of, of life balance with you and Barbara, but certainly we're talking about human needs and putting a little something back in so that we can ultimately 
have a happier life as we go on. I think that's the gist of today's show, and that's what our MOI shout-out will be like, is for MOI for more happy, more fun and more smiles and more happy sunsets, and that'll be it. So let's talk about the seven F-words, because I think everybody is dying to know. I put your logo in the show promo, and I, I put it into the, yes, I put the list of the Fs, and let me just relieve everybody who's listening. Ruth, don't worry. We're talking about faith, focus, freedom, family, finances, fitness, and fun. Ruth does get kind of spicy, but I think she'd be relieved to know that. So it's faith, focus, freedom, family, finances, that's Charlie's word, finances, fitness, and fun. So who wants to take us through what do these have to do with life balance? Is that what this is all about, Deborah? Finding balance, or is it finding finding your way out of depression, or what is what is the purpose of these seven words? Well, part of it was figuring out what's most important in your life. Like I recognized that I wasn't having fun, and something was out of balance. So by looking at, you know, strategically looking at these seven F words. And focusing on each one, they kind of all intertwine. And if you start, um, like our new slogan is to make every day a seven, and we have a work chart that you can go through and check off to see, did I do something that gave me fitness today? You know, did I do something for my finances? You know, did I do something with my family? Um, Did I, you know, focus on something? So you can check off each day, and it's almost keeping – you in line to live a more balanced life and to be more aware of what you're doing. And Deborah, am I looking at the 7fwords.com? I'm looking at the WCR workshop with the the balance graph and the worksheet and the weekly score sheet. Is that where you want people to go for all of this? Yes, absolutely. We've been going around doing workshops to bring this idea home to different audiences and let them experience it. So there are a lot of um, free worksheets on there that they can go through and utilize for themselves. I'm going to give that website again because we gave Charlie's. So I want to give yours. So everybody listen, this is the number seven, the letter F. It doesn't matter, upper or lower case. So it's seven F and then the word words. So seven, numeral seven, F-W-O-R-D-S dot com. And go to the fifth button at the top. It says WCR Workshop 01-15-13. That's January 15th this year. And you will see a video. Is that you in the video, Deborah? Yes, that's myself and Kathy Lewis gave that workshop for a group of realtors and our realtor association here locally. Wonderful. And then underneath the video, you will see seven F-words balance graphs, significant seven worksheet, weekly score sheet, daily oath template, and the feedback form. Very, very good. Good to know. And then all the social media bugs are the buttons at the bottom. So why don't we go through the seven so that people have a comfort level of what the heck we're talking about. Barbara, you want to take us through a couple of the, the words, and then we'll flip back and forth between you and Deborah. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, go ahead. I think, I think the thing that when Debbie told me, I say Debbie. See, we have Charlie and we have Debbie. <laughs> and we have Barbie. Bye. Oh, and God, Kathy, I was waiting you know? for that. And Bonnie and we, the Kathy and Bonnie, so we're good. We're I know, I know. Charlie, so Debbie, Bonnie, Barbara, and Kathy here. show. Absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that impressed me the most about the seven F words when Debbie and Kathy called me and said, hey, we're doing this book. Would you like to be a contributing author? And mm-hmm. I jumped at the chance, jumped at it. And they asked me to contribute on the finances and the fitness side of things because those are two of my passions. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I love about this is that it it brings to the forefront that we really have control of our lives. We need to live our lives on purpose, not let the circumstances around us rule us, you know, rule our day. We have choices to make. And we can choose to focus on our faith or our family. We have that freedom, and we need to use it. Absolutely, absolutely self-direct. I think that's the theme that Charlie's talking about as well. I want to talk about focus. It's hard today. We've got everything from Twitter (laughs) and Facebook pinging and ponging on our brains, 
answer this, do that, isn't this cute, send an Instagram, send a pictograph, do this, read the paper, all right, you don't want to read the Times on hard copy anymore, we'll talk to Charlie about that in a second, or the Financial Times, <laughs> or the Wall Street Journal. Well, I, you know what, the New York Times had the gall to redesign the email version they send me every day. I like the old version better, I'm sorry. I don't like it looking more like modern and slate. I liked it in the Times font, I liked it smaller, I liked it the way it was. Pooh, mm-hmm. don't keep redesigning stuff on me. So that's something I had to think about. And then I have my blast from Slate Magazine five times a day, and I love to read that. So focus, are you kidding me? And I'm working a full-time job and doing radio and doing TV and doing several radio shows a week. (laughs) Are you kidding me? There's an F word. Yeah, so how in the world do you pull it all together? (laughs) How can I focus? I don't know. I'm exhausted. By the time I go to bed at 1.30 or 2 every morning, I'm exhausted. (laughs) So how do you suggest? Let's get from the pros here, Barbara Agerton and Deborah Baccarella, and then I'm going to bring Charlie in on this. How do you focus, Barbara? Your life is busy, too. What do you do? Oh, this time of year, my life is totally crazy. That's right. Tax time. Tax time. Tax time. That's right. Well, the first thing I have to say is you have to learn how to say no to things Ooh. and not feel guilty about it. Bad Don't work. feel guilty about saying no to things. It's okay. It's okay. We we do something that um, I think is kind of fun, and Deborah and I talk about this all the time, but I have a beautiful back porch, and it overlooks the valley, and it's just gorgeous. Mm. And so I invite my friends in, and we sit on my back porch, and we have a nice cocktail, and we practice saying no. We say no, 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 I no, love no, no. And then do you, are you able to use that no in your business life the next day and Absolutely. really say no? Deborah, you know, does it's it funny work? if you practice. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it easier. Deborah, well, it, does it work for you? I want to know. Debbie? It does work. It It does help to be able to say no. And one of the other things we figured out when we were writing this book, that the, all of these categories intertwine. So one thing leads to another and to another. And when we were talking about focus, we came up with what are you focusing on during the day. And one of the um, workshop exercises is figuring out who your significant seven people are in I your life. I see that. I and see that. Family, yeah. you're serious. You're serious seven. Is that the ones we're talking about? Yes. And so yeah. it's a great uh, workshop that you can do just to figure out if you if these people are supposed to be the most important in your life and then on the other side you list what your activities you're doing during the day do they complement each other or, or are you saying you want to spend time with your family but none of your activities during the day or the week even are with your family, mm-hmm. for example? Interesting. So focus and freedom and family, all three just came together in, in one discussion. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, and I have a feeling that you say you're call one of your serious seven and make plan that brings you joy, makes you laugh and creates joy. Get a go-kart, play a game of charades, have a dinner party. Very cool. So these are all linked. Charlie, Charlie. Epstein, the sole male on our our team tonight. Charlie, how do you focus? Your life Let me must be pound crazy my busy. chest. Let me pound my chest. Please, how do you focus, Charlie? Oh, how do you focus, Charlie? Do you say no? No. You don't. You want to practice? You want to practice with the ladies saying no? I just said no. You know, uh, no is no is a great word, Bonnie. I just said no. You said it, but do you mean it, Charlie? Every time I say it, just ask my staff. Really, it's a great no. Is really important, but you know, being selective. Yeah. And what you say yes to. Right. It can also be the freedom to say yes too. That's right. That's true. I I did something where I rarely say no. I have a a I work for a very large uh, business software company world worldwide and. I have a vendor, one of my favorite vendors, a creative video agency, and, and they work with me on several major projects, offers, Charlie knows what that is, during the year. And they st- I didn't know, but one of their salespeople started giving my name out as one of their favorite reference customers. OMG, I don't remember signing anything that said you can just give my name and email address willy-nilly. What an old-fashioned phrase. Huh. So I once, one woman called me, can I have five minutes with you? Yes, so you know me. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. So it was a 20-minute call, but I had fun. She was nice. And then a month or two later, another one. Can you have five minutes on the phone with you? Ba-ba-ba-ba. Sure, another 20-minute call. Well, yesterday, I have news for all of you. In the email comes a, hi, I'm considering doing business with XYZ Agency, and this woman has the gall before even introducing herself to me to say, 
Would you mind answering the following questions? And her email includes a 12-question questionnaire. How often do you use them? What's the quality of their work? How is their staff? How well-trained they are? How much on time? What kind of budget did you have? What were your projects? Where did you use them? How global were And I'm saying to myself, excuse me, you know what I did? I forwarded it to the agency, my contacts. I said, guys, I've been more than generous with my time, but this is over the top. Please handle it. I'm saying no. I was shocked that I said that. Charlie, were you proud of me? What do you think? I'm standing up and applauding. Thank you. And guess what? Another one came in today from another reference. And it wasn't quite as rude as the first one. And I sent it to my contact at the agency again. I said, like I said yesterday, I think you need to find another favorite reference customer I already gave at the office. And they said, oh, our salesman's giving out your name. And I replied, tell him or her to get a different name. I've done my part. Yeah. Thank you. And the next thing they emailed me and they said, remind us of your address. We're selling you a goodie, sending you a goodie package. I, I don't need a goodie package. Just know that I, I cherish working with you, that we pay you good money, you deliver good, good products here, but enough is enough. I can't be your favorite reference customer. And I think they were a little chagrined. So, Deborah, Barbara, how did I do? You did, you did good. good, but you could have asked them for finances. If they want you to be a reference, maybe you could have charged them each time. And you know what, my, com- my company prob- <laughs> company wouldn't allow me to to be a paid reference. No, because uh, I can't okay. I can't even be a company reference. I'm not authorized to do that. I do it as me. So it's always a little bit iffy, and I just it wasn't worth it. But but good idea if I were independent. Yes. That's absolutely correct. So let's hit a couple more, ladies and gentlemen. We have, uh, let's see, 11 minutes left total, 10 minutes and 10 seconds, excuse me. So let's see if we can hit faith and finances and fitness, the other three of the seven F words. So fitness, I think, is easy. Get up from your desk, move your arms in large circles, walk up and down stairs. I guess it's don't park too close to the door, 30 minutes a day. Um, now that your finances are in control, you can afford that Zumba class. I love that. We have to go to finances now because Charlie is waiting. I can hear him going, ah, 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 I wonder what they're going to say about finances. So who wants to take this, Deborah or Barbara? <laughs> Definitely Barbara. It's not me. Barbara, talk to me. (laughs) Finances. What's your financial balance? How do we do that? Well, once again, learning how to say no to things. I think debt is the one thing that gets most of us into trouble. It's just way too easy to spend money. I mean, you whip out that debit card or you whip out that credit card. You pay for everything with a credit card. True. So it's just too easy. If you had to pull out $300 to pay for that purse, Mm -hmm. you might think twice about letting go of the cash. Or 300 times. But if you pull out a credit card, (laughs) yeah, and you just swipe it, it's like, eh, it's just numbers on a page. So it's meaningless until you get the bill and you've got to actually (laughs) pay the thing. Did did you happen to see 60 Minutes yesterday talking about the gentleman who came up with the idea for Twitter? I have to look up his name. Just came up with Square, where you can turn your iPhone with a little attachment into a credit card taking Joe Dorsey. Joe Dorsey. Yes. Amazing. I've seen the Square. A lot of my clients use that. Talk Mm -hmm. about making it easy to spend money. OMG, my God. It's like going to the Apple store and having them say, okay, just give me your card. Swipe, swipe, here you go. Mm -hmm. Receipt goes to your home email, and geez, I really spent $3,000. I know. You don't see it. Yeah. Makes it too easy. Um, Charlie, you agree with this taking charge of your debt? Is that a good good financial exercise here? uh, Depending upon the debt, the most consumer debt is the worst kind of debt. You can't write it off, so you don't get OPM. You don't get Uncle Sam funding oh, it. The right. only debt that's left mm-hmm. is mortgage interest debt. So believe it or not, my mother's 85. She has a mortgage for 30 years. Mm. Why not? She doesn't need to pay the house off. She gets to deduct it, and as long as everybody's going on her tax bracket. But consumer that's- debt... I totally that's agree. True. It's the worst kind of debt. Pay it off right away. You're paying 6 12 18% yep. on those credit cards. Can't uh, make yeah. that in your paycheck manufacturing company. You've got to get pre- rid of that debt yes. so you can pay into your desirement planning. That's, that's right. right. But you know, it and also gets back to just what you said. What do you, what do you really desire? Do you really need all that stuff? That's do true. we really need all that That's stuff? That's true. I'm a great garage sale shopper, by the way, and you'd be amazed right. at the goodies I have for 50 cents and a dollar and 75 cents. And I buy jewelry, vintage jewelry by the box on eBay. It's called Vintage Jewelry by the Lot, L-O-T. And I can end up oh, paying gosh. 30 bucks for a box of jewelry with 30, 40 pieces in it, some of which are worth 
75 to 100 a piece in virtually. Wow. When my wife goes to Ann Taylor and says, look at how much money I saved. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I always hold my hand out and say, put it in my hand. That's it. (laughs) Exactly right. I I figured out how to beat the jewelry business by buying vintage by the lot, by the box on eBay, and I have an amazing costume jewelry collection. Amazing. Anyway, we have to cover, let's see, we're running out of time. We did focus, we did, uh, we did freedom, we did family, finances, fitness, fun, and faith, the last one. Barbara, why don't you take us on a quick walk through faith? How do you how do you de- define that for the seven, let's make that the seventh F word. What does it mean to you? Faith to me is belief in my ability to control my life and do the things that I want to do to live the life that I want to live. So that's what faith means to me. Deborah, what about you? What does faith mean to you? Well, for me, it was faith in God that kept me going through all of my ups and downs and faith in the promises in the Bible. So I tend to be more looking at it from that perspective. Um, But I agree, it has to be faith in yourself beginning with you and then on your journey. And, Charlie Epstein, what does faith mean to you in the context in which we're talking about the seven F words? We've had focus, freedom, family, finances, fitness, and fun. What does faith mean to you, Charlie? Well, I think it's multiple. It's the religious faith you have in the God that you choose. It's the faith you have in yourself. It's the faith you have in your family. It's the faith you have in the institutions that you work with. It's the Mm -hmm. faith you have in the community you're around. That's faith. How do you bring forth that faith that you can make things happen, the community can, your government can, society can, the good Lord will? Very well put. You know, something I have to tell you, I very rarely, uh, my regular listeners know this, but the three of you as my guests tonight might not know this, I rarely put people together on a show. I meet most of you at the National Publicity Summit where I'm going in a couple of weeks in Manhattan, and I'll book another 45 guests or so, fill in about four months of shows. I rarely pick a topic for a show and book the guests with similar topics. It's just, Charlie, you know this word, ladies' mind, it's just beshared. It, it, it happens or it doesn't happen. But I typically find a thread that links my guests' topics or who they are, their backgrounds, their style, something. And we are, I'm finding such a natural fit among all three of you. And that's why I'm so happy that we are doing this conversational format, which you know I love because I get to hear all of the voices. And every, yes, I hear voices. I know, Bonnie, the voices are talking. But anyway, I get to hear all of you together, uh, joining together rather than just, okay, this is your 20 minutes, and okay, this is your 20 minutes. So I, I want to tell Charlie and Barbara, and or Charlie, Debbie, and Barbie, uh, this is really a pleasure for me to welcome all three of you because you're really playing so beautifully in my sandbox together with me. You brought your pails and shovels, and we're, we're digging up really good stuff for the listeners. And that brings us to the last part of the show and we're going to do what's next for you so we're going to go ladies first barbara and deborah do you want to do this together or do you have separate goals of what's coming up next i can give you each about 45 seconds so barbara you tell me you want to speak for both of you or just you well i think what's next for us is we want to promote our workshops Mm -hmm. and use the book for good we want to um, promote it and move it forward in the best light that we can and have fun. Well, where do you give your workshops? If you're in California and Deborah's in Florida, do you get together somewhere in the middle? Does Kathy travel with one or the other? Do you give solo workshops or, or do you co-host? How do you do it? Do you give Skype workshops? Tell me just a little more detail. Well, Deborah well, so and Kathy have done their anywhere. workshops in, yeah, in Florida, and they're coming out here to San Francisco later in the fall to do a workshop for the Women's Council of Realtors and the National nice. Association of Realtors. So we'll be together on that one. So that I'm really looking forward to. Good. And for right now, you're uh, Kathy and Deborah are giving them in Florida, and Barbara, you're giving them by yourself in California. Is that how it works? That's how it works. Okay, so good. We can go Let's anywhere get... that uh, we're wanted and needed, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I love that. Well, you have a good message, and I'll give your website again. And you don't need the www, everybody, so forget that. That's your grandmother's website. We're just going to start with the number seven and the letter F. 
A, B, C, D, E, F, the six letters. So 7F and then the word words, 7FWORDS.com. And you can see everything you need, including raving fans and about the authors. If you want to see how beautiful these ladies are, click on the button that says about the We've got a very authoritative picture of Barbara D. Agerton crossing her arms and looking very serious. <laughs> and we've got the gorgeous redhead Deborah, And we've got the beautiful, smiling, blonde, frosted Kathy. What a trio. Charlie, you're going to melt your heart. And Charlie Epstein, what's next for you? I can give you 40 seconds. Go. 40 seconds. I'll be in Chicago on April 12th leading a workshop for financial advisors. I'll also be back there again on May 2nd and 3rd. So we lead workshops in Chicago. People, if you're an advisor on this call, you can go to my other website, www.the401kcoach.com, and learn how to get trained on the Paychecks for Life system. Otherwise, we'll also be leading workshops for individuals, consumers on our Paycheck for Life principles. And again, you can go to that website, www.paychecksforlife.org, and I will be appearing locally here on Channel 22 in uh, actually the next two weeks talking about Paychecks for Life and how, once again, we can help the kids here at Square One. Again, 50% of the sale of my books are going to Springfield Day Nursery, a nonprofit. Thank you, Charlie Epstein, a worthy cause, and bravo to you. Okay, kids, it's time for taking that deep breath all the way down to the diaphragm, the bottom. Charlie, don't breathe on me. Breathe for me. Here we go. Charlie Epstein. Deborah Paccarella and Barbara Agerton, we're going to do a moi shout out to everybody who needs a little more fun, fitness, family, freedom, focus, and everything else good in their lives. The seven great F words. Here we go. Everybody, deep breath. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, a.k.a. Radio Red. I had a wonderful time with my guests. Thank you, everyone, so much. Barbara Agerton, a pleasure. Deborah Baccarella, your sister, pleasure, beautiful lady. Say hello to Kathy Lewis. Charlie Epstein, you held up your end of the bargain. Great information on the 401K. Go out and continue to be coach, and good for you on giving to charity from your book. I'm Bonnie. Next week, we're taking off. It's the first night of Pesach, and I'm celebrating Aziz and Pesach. To all of our Jewish listeners, I'll join you back here next week after on Read My Lips. I love you, Mom. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.